Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Marketing News Canada. Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Well, welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. We have a very special guest today, Jody Anderson, coming at us from Ottawa, Canada, the nation's capital. Jody, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here today. So, Jody, you come from the First Nations Finance Authority. But before we get into what you do there, because it's so very cool, tell us about yourself and uh, who you are and, and where you're from. Yeah, thanks, Darian. Ani Buju, Jody Anderson, Indigenous Kuchiching and Dojabao, Ottawa Nda, Makwan and Dodem. In my Ojibwe language, I said I'm uh, Anishinaabe Kwe. I'm an uh, Ojibwe woman from Kuchiching First Nation, which is located in Treaty Three Territory, Northwestern Ontario. So, um, really proud to be a, a member of that. First Nation and a member of that community and uh, grew up in Northwestern Ontario. So I like to integrate advocacy for the North wherever I go. And um, yeah, I live, work and play in the unceded, unsurrendered territory of the Algonquin people, also known as Ottawa. Uh, I, I've been here now for 23 years and I have uh, an incredible husband and two incredible sons. It's amazing. How old are your boys? My boys are, well, Jacob, my oldest, will be 16 next yes. month. Yes. Um, and I have a younger one. He's five years old and will yes. be six in October. So okay. the boys are 10 years apart, yeah. but we tell people we raised our own babysitter first yes. and each yeah. one gets to, you know, get a chance at being the baby and they're extremely close. We're very fortunate for that and good, good boys. It's amazing. I have a 16-year-old turning 17 in October, and then a four-and-a-half-year-old, because it's very clear, he's four-and-a-half. Awesome. Turns five in November. And yeah, okay. it's, it's fun seeing them interact. And then in between, there are these like nine- and ten-year-old fierce little uh, ladies who are just awesome. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. But, but the boys, uh, it's pretty cool to see that special bond between them, too. It really is. And, you know, yeah. they have a bond that yeah. uh, is very different than they have with their parents. and. Yeah. 
You know, I thought maybe with the older one, with Jacob, it might wear off in the teenage years, but he'll drop anything he's doing, you yeah. know, if his younger brother calls and they just yeah. lean on each other for so much. They push each other's buttons really yeah, well, too. Course. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. But uh, it's a beautiful bond that we're very fortunate to see. It's very cool. So yeah. those that don't know, First Nations Finance Authority, tell us what that authority does in this great country of ours. Sure. We are a not-for-profit uh, statutory institution that operates under a federal piece of legislation called the First Nations Fiscal Management Act. We are an optional piece of legislation, which was really important um, to the founders of this piece of um, legislation, if you will, in the institution so that um, it was unlike the Indian Act, which is really imposed on First Nation communities. So this federal piece of legislation is optional for communities to say, you know what, I want to be a part of this uh, institution. I want to become a member. I choose to be a part of this regime. And really, it's a sectoral um, governance piece. And, and one of the most, or if not the most su successful uh, sectoral governance pieces that has existed in Canada to date, uh, which I'm really you know, proud to say. And we were meant to help First Nations access capital, affordable capital, because prior to the FNFA coming on board, um, when First Nation communities wanted to access capital, they had to either go um, and visit the chartered banks or a private lender, which often came at extraordinary costs or much higher rates than other levels of government would have seen. So as an example, you know, the city of Ottawa um, can access capital to build a light rail system through a financing authority and access um, capital at rates that are significantly lower than if you or I were to walk into a bank and ask for 10 or $20 million. So we, we work directly with chief and council as a government. Um, we do not work with individual businesses. We just work with chief and council and the First Nation communities to help them in achieving their infrastructure financing or their economic and social development goals. It's incredible. And, and right across the country, correct? And right across the country. And, and one of the things that people don't know about us is that we raise our money through capital markets. So we don't get our money from the government of Canada. We don't get our money from the provincial governments. We actually um, have a commercial paper program in place right now and um, we will we can borrow up to four hundred million dollars uh, on a monthly basis, and then as that starts to fill up, we will go to the bond market and, and issue a debenture on behalf of our our members. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. And, and yeah. in this world, again, I, I love that this is such a great educational opportunity. There's other opportunities. There's NACA offices. Tell, tell us kind of who else is kind of that you're peers with or friends with and kind of working alongside. Yeah, that's a good question. So, you know, um, everybody kind of has their own space and in some spaces we share and there's enough space for, you know, a number of different players to come in. And really what we're trying to do is close the infrastructure gap and provide economic development opportunities for 
um, communities in our in our space. And then you have the NACAs of the world who are instrumental in working with um, businesses and entrepreneurs who want to start their own businesses and create their own um, sense of economy. And the communities rely very heavily on that. So they're a key player, but they do something different than what the FNFA does. And then you have, you know, traditional lending programs like the banks and um, capital. So it really depends on what the community is trying to achieve and the rates and the terms that they're ava- that are available to them and that they're comfortable with. So from our perspective, you know, we want to be the lender of choice for First Nation governments, um, and we can offer rates that are significantly less than, you know, other, other lenders tend to have or financers tend to have. But the great thing is that there's options now that are available to the nations where maybe 10 or 15 years ago that didn't exist. So they were forced to borrow from ABC company that was charging rates that were like 10, 11 percent and um, that's really difficult for some of our communities who don't necessarily have a cash flow. And, you know, as a business owner yourself, you know how important cash flow yeah. is. Yeah. And so what we try and do is create um, flexibility and or certainty so that communities know what their payments are going to be. And they know that they can amortize loans out to 30 years or, um, you know, budget planning and cash flow planning is really important. So that's what we try and provide to the community along with capacity development in terms of strengthening their financial systems and strengthening their governance systems so that uh, we're not just in and out, that we can raise the capacity and the internal knowledge of the community from an Indigenous lens. And that's really important. It's incredible. And then there's also like Ravens Capital, who's out there now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which is really neat. Again, yeah. funding a lot and of tech companies. Yeah, we need more funds like that. That's exactly it. So they're doing real, you know, social impact um, kind of financing and working with some really great um, success stories there. So, you know, Cheekbone Beauty. Wow. You know, Jen Harper and uh, her team have been able to achieve is just outstanding. But it's because she's had support from so many incredible investors who believe in what she's doing and they want to see success and they want to be a part of reconciliation and moving the dial you know breaking out from the status quo it's time to start thinking outside of the box and being creative and innovative and that's that's exciting really cool okay so i've heard some great stories out of like saskatchewan about what communities are doing with like owning like these three communities that own multiple families of companies and maybe tell me some stories that are like and you got to know this about some of these communities that have been really oh, thriving yeah. and, and, and multiplying and investing in other places and then seeing them go on and help others. Absolutely. You know, I started out working um, in the province of Ontario. And um, as I mentioned earlier, being from Ontario, I have a real vested interest in just my heart is in Ontario. But I've seen extraordinary projects um, right across this country and you know, if, if somebody was to ask me, you know, what are some of your top favorite uh, projects? And, and, the, and I'm not asking who's your favorite child. This is just kind of like some <laughs> highlights. This is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. For sure. I, you know, uh, one of the first communities I worked with, they uh, built this elders complex, which was really extraordinary. They're located on an island, which came with its own logistical challenges, but they were able to create... Um, this 12-unit elders' home or complex, if you will, so that their elders could come home, back home to the community, because prior to that, housing just wasn't available. 
And now they are able to build this extraordinary, beautiful building overlooking the lake and right next door to the community center so that the elders could come home. It accommodated the needs that, um, you know, they needed to see and they have a sense of community. They, um, they're back on their land, they're back in their territory, they're back in their community in a safe a uh, safe place that they absolutely love with other elders surrounded with community surrounding them and you know if they want to go and be a part or take part in community cultural activities it's right next door and I just thought that was an extraordinary thing and, and having the ability to talk to some of the new tenants was just you know so impactful and so meaningful and it's stories like that where communities can bring home elders, youth, or people that wanted to be there and be able to provide uh, safe and uh, safe homes and safe housing. Wow. So that's extraordinary. And, uh, you know, I have another uh, community who is on the uh, edge of Georgian Bay and they were able to build a wind farm. Wow. And that transformed the community from a state of poverty to, you know, now they're managing wealth and setting up trust funds and able to provide for the community and build the infrastructure and provide the jobs and programs that that community you know, really needs or had wanted for so many years. And to see that community transform from a state of poverty to now managing wealth is, you know, extraordinary. So having the autonomy, giving that autonomy back or being a part of their journey, because it's really the communities that's, they're doing the heavy lifting. We just get to play a very small part in that journey, which I'm, we're very grateful for. Um, but it's, it's very transformative and Clearwater, you know, in the East coast, that was the one that was, uh, widely publicized throughout the media. And again, that's another opportunity for, you know, a number of communities to take part in that has transformed and created another revenue stream, um, for those communities to, you know, to have autonomy over and do what they want. Um, but it's just, uh, and that was a big power move. That was a 50% stake of the largest, seafood company in the world so that sent a powerful message and we're getting more you know transaction and deals like that where communities are coming together nations are coming together to say hey we want to be key players in this economy and now we have the means to do it so it's very exciting to see what's happening in indian country it's amazing and how do you get the word out like what does that look like to like promote what you do market what you do uh, connect with uh, more communities well, you know, it's often said, and we still, uh, we issued our first adventure in, in 2014, and here we are in 2023, and we still get, you know, some people saying, you guys are like one of the best kept secrets around, which tells me we need to do some more marketing and tell our story a little bit more. Um, we're a small but mighty organization. We ha only have 20 employees to our name, but last year we hired a communications manager who is really taking taken us in a in a new direction in terms of helping to promote and tell our story. Mm -hmm. And really we say like, and we have it plastered in our office that says every loan has a story. Huh. Um, and it's very true. And that story is important to us um, and what that impact to the community is. And that's really you know, a, a great reminder of why we're doing what we're doing. And so we've um, created videos of the projects that we've been able to be a part of. We have, we now have our own podcast. Um, we do marketing. We do a lot of visiting into communities and conferences um, that will speak to the audience that we really need to reach out to. But um, marketing has changed so much that, you know, 
everything is digital now and there's so many different ways to to engage with people so we're constantly having to think outside of the box and try and be different and keep up with our audience so um you know we started small just by going to conferences and and now we're really we have a communications and marketing strategy that will help us get our name and our brand out there that's amazing and, and maybe some of the efforts that you're doing because conferences are great in person really important but what other mm-hmm. kind of methods or models are you trying well so we've done um like i said we, we have podcasts we still go to conferences and speak yeah. we get a lot of invitations to come uh either at conferences indigenous and non because there's a lot of corporate partners who want yeah. to engage who want to know more about who we are and what we do so we um try and go where we can mm-hmm. you know if it makes sense strategically um, we're, we're going to be launching a new newsletter for our members to communicate in terms of some of the projects that we're working on. Where are we? Did you know this? Did you know that? Um, we have social media platforms that we are very active in and we've set up plans so that, you know, you have your wisdom Wednesdays or, um, talk about a member every day or culture and, um, our team has really identified themes in order to help and, we find a lot of pickup through LinkedIn. I'll I'll, admit, I'll, I'll say that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we're always open to doing more. Uh, we have a great board of directors who are incredible advocates for us and speak on our behalf uh, wherever they go. So that helps us out tremendously. We kind of call that the Moccasin Telegraph. Um, so we, you know. We look at our influencers from our communities to determine who they need to talk to, referrals, and so on and so forth. It's amazing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And speaking of tell me about your podcast. I want to hear about it and what's on it. What can people expect? Those that are listening to a podcast right now, love listening to other podcasts. What can they expect when they go over to your show? Yeah, you know what? We we embarked on this journey, this podcast journey last year, and we just finished season one. Wow. And Congrats. we're actually way, already amazing. recording. Yeah, yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you. We did, um, I believe it was six or seven uh, episodes on season one. And it turned out to be so successful that we decided to do a season two. So we're just in the midst of recording all of our sessions for season two, which will be launched in the fall. It's called Let's Bond and it's available through, you know, wherever you get your, your podcast uh, platforms from. So I encourage you to go in and have a listen and that can range from anywhere where we're talking about a certain project that we're working on just to you know, create more buzz about it or information and knowledge transfer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also, we've had some incredible guests on our podcast so we can pick their brain and ask them about their community and their project or some of the challenges and successes and hear, you know, the true stories and 
um, hopefully our other listeners can learn or engage or reach out and um, it's one thing that you know I mentioned earlier it's different being on this side of the mic as opposed to interviewing others but I've had the privilege of just being able to interview so many incredible and interesting people and people that I've known for years but I just learned so much about when you get to dig into and you know to have a one-on-one chat and it's uh I I love learning I love hearing people's stories and what motivates them and what drives them so um, you can learn about our CEO Ernie Daniels and you know how he got to where he is today and his incredible journey and um, the history of the FNFA and Mm -hmm where we started and who was involved and, you know, what was our vision then and where we are now and where we're going. So I I think it's a great uh, podcast. They're like 20, 25 minutes, so really short snippets. You can listen on your way to or from work or to or from the airport or, you know, on the airplane. Um, I love that. I'm getting right into podcasts now and um, I find it's a great way to, you know, I just, I just mowed the lawn during my lunch break and listened to a podcast, you know, to see what I can learn, modernize my thinking a little bit. It's awesome. And now any of your, I guess, would you call them clients, partners, communities across Canada? Would they have like a consumer brand that we might know of or that we should check out or like a really great service that we should be checking out? We, so a lot of our members are doing extraordinary things and we always love to uh, advocate for our members and, you know, direct people to say, you know, check out this community. They're amazing. Um, really our, our client base is our membership. And so we don't necessarily favor one over the other, mm-hmm. if, if, uh, if I can say that. No, but of course, yeah. But they're all great. They're all great. There's not, there's not oh, they're fantastic. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Um, and for you, as far as like maybe a, a project that when it comes and then when you see it launch, what's that whole process like? Typically, what's a, the time frame and what's your involvement when it comes to like even like the launch and kind of an announcement of their new uh, new project they got off the ground? Yeah, that's a that's a fantastic question because it, it's different for every community depending on. Um, the project that they're working on. So it could take a couple of months um, and some take a couple of years, you know, depending on the scale of, of construction and where they are and how it goes. But it's very exciting. We take our lead from the community because this is a really community-led approach. And uh, we'll often get invitations to the ribbon-cutting ceremonies or, you know, the opening of a particular building. And it's extremely emotional um, to see something come from, you know, proof of concept and then to handing over the keys and seeing a first time homeowner get, you know, get their keys or a child walk into their bedroom for the very first time is really emotional. And again, you know, it reminds us of why we're doing this work and the impact that it's having. Um, and so when you see those things in real time, it just, you know, all the challenges that you've maybe had to run into or roadblocks, none of that matters anymore because you've been able to achieve and be a part of this journey and um, to watch the communities, um, you know, cherish this, you know, it's, it's so much more than an asset. It's a home. It's a new beginning. It's a sense of pride, a sense of culture. And that is really impactful. And that what that's what means, you know, the most when people can get jobs and apply for uh, and see opportunities that they just haven't had before. This is extraordinary. 
It's amazing. Amazing. So future hopes, dreams, kind of what you see in this next year, what are, what are the things that you're most excited about or kind of trends that you're seeing around? Yeah. Well, I always want to see us work towards closing the infrastructure gap. And I'm really optimistic because we've seen so many um, non-Indigenous companies, firms, organizations engage in reconciliation and reaching out to say, how do we go about this? What do we do? Where do we start? And the I, the very idea that this discussion is taking place across Canada, one, is really impactful and very meaningful. And I often say, you know, don't be afraid to say the wrong thing. Uh, reach out and ask for guidance. It should be Indigenous-led so I really like seeing so many community or so many corporations um, start their reconciliation journey and engage with the communities to say how would how should we do this and knowing the impact that this is a you know going to make down down the line because when when our nations are successful Canada is successful. And I think more people are starting to realize that doing business with Indigenous communities, whether it's First Nations, Métis, or Inuit, is actually a very smart business. And if you're not engaging there, you're, you're kind of missing the boat and you're going to be behind the eight ball. So let's start this discussion. And I'm just excited to see FNFA growth. We're getting so much uh, interest and so many projects come our way that um, it tells me we're doing the right thing. Uh, that we're moving in the right direction, that we have the buy-in and the trust from our uh, First Nation community members, um, from our investors, and our our shareholders, our stakeholders. So I think that's uh, exciting to see. And we have some um, great projects that we're working on. Monetization is one of them. Hmm. We're working on a new insurance model for our communities um, that's exclusive and, you know, surety and bonding. And these are big things that can make a big impact in our communities. So we want to do things properly. We want to work with the right partners and, uh, that's important to us values, um, you know, values based, making sure that people are aligned to set communities up for success, um, long-term, not just in and out, not short-term. This is a, you know, a lifelong, uh, investment and commitment. It's amazing. So if you were to be able to speak directly, there's a lot of businesses that are not Indigenous listening to the show right now. What's your biggest advice for them to approach their local uh, community, their local nation? Yeah, I think just, you know, stop wondering how to do it. Just start by reaching out to somebody. Um, and it can be over a tea. It can be over a coffee or it can be, you know, through Zoom or something like this just to say, this is what we're thinking and it's very important for us to get your feedback. We want to do this correctly. Um, you know, it's not a top-down approach. It should always be community-led and community-driven and consulting with elders and people that are close to you. Um, different communities have different uh, traditions and protocols. So if you have a community that's close to you, get to know that community and, you know, be a part of um, of their, of their events, uh, see if you can be invited to something and, and learn and listen, talk with the elders and, and just, it's a lot of listening, um, a lot of learning, but you know, if you have an open heart and an open mind, it's extraordinary what the impact will be to your heart, um, to your education, to your journey. And, uh, we welcome that. It's amazing. 
Anything else that you want to share with listeners today? I just want to say, uh, you know, if you if you're interested in learning more, check yeah. out our podcast yes. and feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to have a discussion or a connection. And um, you know, if I don't know, if I can't answer it, I probably know somebody who I can direct you to, and I'm happy to do that. I'm a, a bridge builder. Um, I, you know, live with my foot in two worlds. So I really mm-hmm. like connecting people and seeing if collaboration can help um, always both sides. So I'm always willing to do that, always willing to answer questions and, and be a part of the journey. But welcome, you know, provide a safe space and, and just say thank you for listening. It's amazing. Uh, Jody Anderson, First Nations Finance Authority. I want to say Marcy, thank you in midshift, just for my own language um Make really quite. appreciate you coming Make on Darian. Yeah. yeah thank yeah. you again for having me i look forward to uh to chatting again i hope yeah and we'll make sure we put a link to the podcast in the show notes so you can go from this show to another show back to back jody anderson where she is the one who is dealing the questions this time around so thanks Darian. Yeah. all right thank you for joining us this week on marketing news canada we'll see you next time on the show Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded at the Jelly Marketing Studio. Thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editor, Travis Jeffers. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.